it's not bad to show off it's not bad to tell that we are good it is not bad to promote ourselves men when they do something they work 80% of the day and 20% of the day they communicate to others what they have done and how good they have done it <laughs> <laughs> but it is true but but it, which is good it's good so the others realize realize that Hello everyone. Welcome to Power Up Women. I'm Ann Doyle. And I'm Dana Harvey. And we're coming to you from the Motor City Woman Studios in Detroit, Michigan. Where we just celebrated in the United States Mother's Day. And I am very happy that I didn't miss being a mom. My son, Kevin, is 29 years old. And oh boy, he is still teaching me lessons. But you know, Dana, when I think of my mother, Isabel Malloy Doyle, who earned her master's degree before she started what I call her second career, raising uh, seven little Doyles, I really think about her courage because my mom modeled for us how to stand up really effectively to authority. And I have to say she was not intimidated by anyone. And uh, I know you're also a mom and you also have a fantastic mother. I know that because your mom, Vern Davis Anthony, who's an inductee into the Michigan Women's Hall of Fame, I knew her before I met you. Yeah. Uh, what it, what uh, what has mothering taught you? Maybe because you're a mom yourself, but also what did you learn from your fabulous mom? Well, for me, Anne, I wanted to take it one generation before her and my grandmother, who was a, a mother of five children, um, lost her husband at a very early age but raise these fantastic kids. And so I think that strong determination shone through to my mom and for her to go on and be as successful and as passionate as she was, my sister, my brother, we all got that from her. Um, And to be able to then give it to my kids, you know, my son is 21, my daughter is almost 19. I get to show them how great a world they can be in and, and give to by being passionate and kind and generous and just, you know, good, good, good people. So I am who I am because of all of them, my kids included. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I have worked, as you know, in some pretty challenging uh, leadership laboratories uh, from sports locker rooms and the auto industry to politics. But I have always said that my most challenging job was parenting. Agreed, agreed. And that's why we are so excited to have with us a special guest today. She's joining us from Barcelona, Spain. She's the author of a fascinating new book, Everything I Learned from My Children That They Didn't Teach Me in Business School. Elena Guardans Cambo is a mother and a highly respected international business executive whose book, which has been called Revolutionary, is now available in multiple languages. And uh, she grew up in Barcelona, one of 14 children in a very prominent Catalan family. And she studied in New York. She worked in marketing, international commerce, uh, advertising before founding her own customer service company, Singular. Yes. And her company was very successful and is now part of the international group WebHelp. She's now president of WebHelp Spain, and she has more than 4,500 people working in 28 different languages there. 
I have the greatest respect for people who speak multiple languages. I've been working on my Spanish all of my adult <laughs> life. But, uh, you know, it was Elena's belief that parenting children provides invaluable experience and skills that are really directly transferable to the business world. And that's really what prompted her to write this book and to join us today from beautiful Barcelona. Hello. Hola, Elena. Hello. I know that you speak very good Spanish. Um, oh, hello, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm excited to be here with great, you. Great, great, great to have you. What a radical concept that the business world could actually learn some lessons from family life. Uh, how did you ever come up with that? How dare you? <laughs> I think that the radical, it comes always when you, you see things from a different perspective than the one that you are using most of the times. So the, the perspective that we always have is that okay, maybe you can have children, it's going to be difficult, you need to sacrifice yourself, you need to sacrifice probably work, you need to sacrifice everybody, and maybe you can go through. The perspective is different. The perspective is, is like saying, no, 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 it's the other way around. It can help you. You can have even a better life. You can be happier. You can enjoy, and you can even learn from them. So it's not like, it's something that you can cope with. It's something uh -huh. that they can help you to develop your personal life and your professional life. So much has been written, really, uh, about how challenging it is for women to manage both parenting and a career. And, you know, we all know that women carry a much heavier load than men at home. And it's been even tougher during this pandemic where nearly, uh, I think, nearly three million American women have dropped out of the U.S. workforce just because they were pushed to the breaking point. Was that has that been the same in in Europe, Elena? Yeah, that that's a very sad situation because it's really like the the women, the ones who need to always take care. But what ha has happened in Spain, and I think that also in Europe, is that for the first time, uh, men were also staying at home. And they needed also to take some responsibilities that they have never taken before. So it was not only that helping, it was because that's most of the times the difference between men and women. There is one who has the responsibility and the other just helps. Yeah. Yeah? And you yeah. can have a partner that helps you a lot. Quite <laughs> different. And, and, and uh, in this case, it was really, I, I mean, I've been talking a lot with, with many uh, people from, from the company because these days, I think they were really very, very, very tough. And I thought it was very important to talk to different people in the company. And I noticed that that, uh, that there was kind of talking to men or to women, that there was suddenly a certain um, beyond going to help. It was a, a certain uh, roles were a little bit more mixed. So I thought that that was a, a good thing to happen. Let's hope it lasts. That's right. That's right. Wouldn't it be nice for them to see and to feel and, and we take some sort of equal balance and, and, and yeah. lift on how we're managing both work and home. You spoke about this early. So in, in, in being contrary to motherhood, how sometimes it can be um, stated as it's holding you back. But you believe that it's an important laboratory for developing the ability to bring out the best in people that you manage and resolving conflicts at work. For me, there is one, one very, very, very important thing that gives you a completely different perspective. 
suddenly you you when once you are a mother you have a, a suddenly things like when you you differentiate very very easily what is important from what is really not important what is like something that you really need to care about and things that there is no reason that we need to go so anxious about this. This is not so important. And this perspective, having children, they, they, they really help you in having this perspective in life in general. And I am not saying that suddenly when you have children, only children are important and the rest is not important. Not at all. But it gives you like, wow, that another vision of everything. And, and that when, when you are at work, that you, you really you realize that wow this I need to care about this is really something important I need to care about this person I need to care about this program it gives you this different vision that uh, you didn't have before before uh, having children maybe you were always running and running with no having real conscious about what was life about and 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 I think that having children it helps you it's not I mean not mandatory probably other women without or men without having children, they have it. But definitely for me, it was a strong help. Your book is absolutely full of wonderful stories. And, and then the lessons that you learned from those stories. And, and we want to talk about that. But first, I think I, I know our listeners would really like to know a little bit more about you. And I mean, you grew up in a um, very prominent, a very large family, one of 14 children. And I want to ask you to take you back to um, what do you see as a uh, how that experience growing up in a very, very large family uh, was part of your foundation in terms of who you are. Well, there is something very, I mean, being part of such a big family, uh, it makes that all of us, the 14, we are very, very organized. Uh, Interesting. That's that's how it is. I mean, at home and very punctual, which is also funny. I mean, (laughs) I mean, mm. dinner was at nine. You know that in Spain we have dinner later than, than in States. Yes. But dinner was at nine. And if you were not at nine sitting at the table, there was no dinner for you. Definitely. <laughs> so my father was not, he didn't want to stay there sitting. And now, now there is one who's coming and another who's leaving and another who's coming. So <laughs> no way. And, and this, uh, for me, it, it has helped me a lot in, in, in the way when, when I say like uh, to take the most out of every moment, uh, when it's like because I, am, I make myself organized before getting into a certain situation. And, and, and this is something that I definitely learned from, from my mother especially. She was mm-hmm. very, you can imagine, she was very, very, very organized. She, she controlled the homework of the 14 children. So she was really, uh, yeah, she was really something. What about your, you have two adult children, correct? Yes. What has yes. motherhood taught you personally? You don't need to feel guilty, the fact that you don't know anything about it. That is something that you learn every day. And uh, I always uh, share this with uh, um, my daughter and my uh, my son, since they were even very, very, very young, I would always tell them, look, for you is the first time to be son. For me, is the first time to be mother. Let's try <laughs> to make this work. So uh, maybe you need to, to teach me, to, to, to help me, and I will try to help you. 
but it's the first experience for you and for me. So I think that uh, uh, this is why I, I learned so much about them. Yeah, because they helped me to, to become a better mother. Yeah. Well, you know, we want to get into some of these um, amazing lessons that you have in uh, throughout your book. But uh, I also want our listeners to understand a sense of your business career, uh, because you are quite a uh, widely recognized and renowned executive in Europe. And um, so you I, I know that you studied in New York and you worked in for a while, but you started your own business quite young, I believe. And what gave you the courage to do that? Well, I started the first, first business I started in, in New York. Uh, ah. I started, a, yeah, my, my first business I started in, in New York and uh, uh, it was a, a, a company called 500 International. And uh, so at that moment, I was uh, 24 years old. Wow. And, uh, and uh, the objective of that company was to, 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 to buy uh, fashion from Spain and, to and be the representation of uh, different brands in Spain in the United States. The company was too successful and I, I needed to close the company because uh, uh, I, was, I went to Saks Avenue and among among other places and I went to Sars and they bought the whole collection. It was a beautiful collection of a, a designer called Estrella G and uh, she, she was doing beautiful leather clothes, coats, well, beautiful, beautiful. And then after six months, they called me and I was like, oh my God, are they going to complain about something? What's going to happen? So I went there and then they started making me such a huge order that no way. No way. Way. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> well, so that and, and was so... my first my first business. So and and then afterwards, as you say, I I went back to to Spain, and then yes, I started a business. But um, it is true that now this business it is very very big. Okay. So, but when I started, uh, if it would it is. If someone would have asked me at that moment uh, in the year 94, uh, do you think that in the year 2021, you are going to have uh, 5,000 employees in Spain? No. Wow. Yeah, yeah joking. No, I wouldn't have. I mean, I, I never thought about that. So um, as nearly everything in my life, I just go step by step. And then suddenly you grow from, from three people to 5,000. And, and it's not, uh, yeah, it didn't happen just from one moment to another. You, I, I was being prepared one step and, and after the other. So thinking about how many employees you have, and they all have, um, you know, different challenges and, and multicultural challenges. What have you learned about working well across those multicultural differences through your employees and all the languages that they speak? Yeah, yeah well, that's a, that's a very interesting question because the first thing is that we, we, there are people from many different nationalities. Um, so we all speak in something that we call English, but, <laughs> but it's not really English, like the one that you talk. It's uh, something similar to it, but it's not really English. So um, we need to be really very careful because at the end, uh, uh, it's not the mother tongue of none of us or, or in the company most of the times. 
so the the the, the risk of of saying a bad word uh, and and that it can be misunderstood it gets communication even more complicated than in 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 a normal in a normal company. I mean, in a, in a company where people talk the the language that everybody speaks normally. Okay. Um, so what um, we learn when and it is I think it is an advantage when when you, you you work with so many nationalities and there is so much diversity in the company because you are really always you are very cautious about it that if 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 you are not in a multicultural environment most of the times you are not conscious about it and in our case we are so conscious that we take care about it we we, we when we speak when we talk when we write. I'm going to be misunderstood. I am saying this right. And, and most of the times people, and there is something that it's funny that um, you can, instead of going against the person, because when, for example, if there is a supervisor who is very, very tough and, and people don't like her because she's very tough, for example, instead of going against that person, you can put the problem higher to the person and say, it's not the she comes from Germany. You understand, people from Germany, they are tough. They are, you need to, or if there is a German person complaining about a group of people because they are very noisy, instead of going against the noisy people and complaining, you say, don't be like this, they are Italian. So <laughs> it, helps, it helps you to, 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 to skip personal problems and you put it in another side, you go against the country in, a, in, a, in another terms and, and it helps to, to, to solve situations that if, if it was person against person, it would be more difficult to, to solve. I think that can be applied in many different situations. Think how many problems can be solved by just having that approach. Here in the United States, I mean, I think we're going through the birth pangs of becoming a much more diverse country and uh, all kinds of uh, conflict going on right now. But hopefully it will conflict that will bring us to a better place. But, you know, your book is um, one of the, my favorite of all the stories in, in your book um, is the one uh, that so many mothers share, which is about guilt and about, you know, trying to, you know, be a wonderful mother as well as being a really accomplished professional. And um, will you share the story of what your son, young son Oscar did or what you did what, when Oscar decided did. he needed a better mother? Yeah, there is there are moments that it's really uh, sad because you try to do your best, you try and you try and and you get home and you feel like, wow, it's great. I'm home. I'm going to see my daughter and my son. And then again, there was Oscar kind of sad and looking at you like it is late. You were supposed to come here earlier. I had to, I mean, you were not here for dinner or whatever. So it became kind of as an obsession to always say to me, like, you are not a good mother. You are not a good mother. Uh, and then one day it touched me personally. I was like, Wow, maybe he's right. Maybe, maybe uh, uh, we should. I should do something better. I, 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 there is something I'm missing, and and then I just said, well, let's let's again, let's turn this away. And uh, I, it was winter, um, and not winter in Michigan, winter in Barcelona, which is different. <laughs> it's, it's a difference. It's a difference. And and then he he put his coat. Oscar at that time he was 
four years old. I'm talking really about a little person, okay? And then we live in, in, in Barcelona, which is a big city, but we live in a part of Barcelona, which is it's very nice. It is kind of used to be a village and it was absorbed by, by Barcelona, by the city, but it still remains a pedestrian zone in Barcelona. It's quiet. It's not like if I'm going in, in the middle of a big avenue. It's, it's a quiet place with narrow streets. I told Oscar, look, Oscar, why we don't go together, you and me, and we find a better mother for you? I'm sure that if we go to the street, we can find a better mother for you. You will be happier, and I will be happier because you will be with a better mother. And that's all in life. <laughs> you will be happier. And then we were, and then we were just looking at different couples that they're walking around, and, and we're like, oh, look, maybe this mother, maybe you like, no, 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 no. And Finally, there was uh, this such a nice couple that they were very, very, very young. I approached them because I thought, wow, this is going to work with them. And, and then I, I told them, look, this is Oscar. He's great. Uh, he's a very, very good son. He, he eats very well. He sleeps very well. He goes back to school. He wants to change mother. He, he wants to, to, to look for a better one. And maybe you want to, to keep him because he's, re- I tell you, he's really very nice kid. And, and then there was this girl that's saying, yes, Oscar, why don't you come with us? We are going to take care of you. So it was really like, and then Oscar thought, wow, maybe that's a little bit too risky now. And, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he decided he was going to keep you, huh? Yeah, he decided to keep me. <laughs> and and then we, we, we came back and I can tell you, never again, never, never again, he said, I was a bad mother. Okay. And 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 and, and he then he started like, okay, this is the mother I have. I'm gonna take the most out of her. And that's uh, how we're gonna work. Very creative. I bet Oscar learned his lesson at that time. That is very creative. And what we also love is that you are teaching people in your book through lessons. Um, and we picked out quite a few of them. There's so many to choose from. Uh, one of them is the best time to start anything is now. And another one that we, we really enjoyed was complaints are a gift for your business or for you personally as a leader. But I want to know if you can tell us about this one in particular, about women shining their light. Women must shine their light. We know that they still hold back and asking for raises, promotions, challenging assignments. I think that when we were young, we were taught to be silent, not to show off too much. Uh, and, and at least this is happening in, in my family. Boys could do a lot of things, but girls, be quiet, be quiet. You're a girl, you need to be quiet. And this is something that, uh, we, we were taught since we were very, very, very young. And then afterwards, we need to, to learn the, other, the opposite way. And it is not so easy. The first thing that we need to be aware of is that it's, it's not bad to show off. It's not bad to tell that we are good. It is not bad to promote ourselves. Because what happens is that in most of the companies, uh, leadership is taken by, by men. <clears throat> and, and, and the role model are men. Uh, so when, when, when they look to, 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 to promote other people, the thing is that they do not see women. They do not see them. It's not that they go against them. 
is that they do not see them because we do not perform as men do. Men, when they do something, for example, during the day, uh, they work 80% of the day and 20% of the day, they communicate to others what they have done and how good they have done it. <laughs> but, but it is true, but, but it, which is good. It's good. So the others realize, realize that. Women, most of the times, they don't do that. They do not share with the others how good they did it. They don't. So for if you want to promote and you have a man and a woman, it is easier to see how good the man is than the woman. Mm-hmm. So this you is know, why that we need to, 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 to express ourselves because if not the others, they don't see us. You know, another point you make in your book directly related to that is you say, you know, don't listen, women, don't use the word I'm lucky. You know, oh, I was just lucky that uh, I had this career. I had this opportunity or. Always. You are so lucky. I mean, I mean, with my friends, I mean, I always tell them it's like how how lucky we are all. So it's always that we we, everything it happens to us is because of luck. And, and, And also, again, if you go to to an interview and, and again, I'm saying if, if there is someone doing two interviews, one with a woman and then with a man, and the man, everything that he got, it was because he worked dramatically. He did a lot of effort. He, he, I mean, he did everything to get to that position. And the woman only got there because of luck. Who you are going to trust? Right. Yeah. I also wanted to ask, how, how do you think the next generation of girls, young women are doing? Have we, have we made tremendous progress? I mean, I, I keep reading, I think we're slipping backwards some too. I think it's not enough. I think we, we, we need to push, we need to support, we need to do a, a lot of mentoring because there is, uh, there is a lack of role models. And if there are no role models, chances that, uh, that women uh, uh, develop themselves it's very difficult. It is very difficult. So uh, I really believe on, on role models in, 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 in personal life and, and in business that we need to see examples of other women doing that. And then we think, oh, then I can do it. I can get there. Long way to go. Long way to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 What are your final messages that you want to make sure we don't miss? Well, the final message is that I mean, for me, it has been great to write the book, but it has been awesome. The, the, things that people has, have said after about my book. Uh, and, and one of the things that many women uh, told me, look, after reading your book, I don't feel guilty. Wow, for me, achieving this in, with a book, it's like, wow, that's really something that's really great. So that's, I think, it's, it's really amazing. And another thing that I liked a lot was that um, uh, this, that this is a book that uh, men like it, women like it. So it's, it, it, gender is not a, an issue and uh, generations are not an issue. Another uh, of your lessons that I loved was experience cannot be passed on. It can really only be shared for people to consider mm-hmm. as they uh, make their own decisions. And that's certainly exactly what you have done in this, in this wonderful book. Yeah. 
So, muchísimas gracias, Elena Guardan's combo, for this fascinating conversation. We wish you great, great success with your new book, Everything I Learned from My Children That They Didn't Teach Me in Business School. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us at Power Up Women. We hope you'll subscribe, share us with your network, and rate us on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And rate Elena's book on Amazon. And read Elena's book. <laughs> and remember, when one woman rises, we all rise. Make sure you reach back and lift others as you climb. <laughs>